Hello, and welcome back to Life Plot Podcast. Again, my name is Jackie Diggs. As I talked about last week in my welcome podcast, um, we will be also talking about health. Um, This is particularly important to me because of the impact that COVID had on the African-American community. Um, And I am one of them. Fortunately, I did not get COVID. However, during this time, I developed uh, prediabetes um, and my latest uh, results were that my blood sugar glucose level was at 103 and my A1C was at 6.1, which is only 0.4% away from being diabetic. Um, with that being said, my physician told me I need to get on my diet and get really strict about it sooner rather than later. So I thought I would begin my first health um, edition of Life Plot podcast on the food pyramid myth. Now, if you're like me, I grew up in the 60s. So we grew up thinking that the food pyramid was the end-all be-all to healthy eating. Um, Come to find out that the food pyramid is actually the pyramid of death. Um, It will lead to high blood pressure, sugar diabetes, um, all of cancers. Some all the things that you do not want to have um, are associated with eating a meal, eating in a way where your grains... And breads are at the bottom, so that's the most. And then you're going up to your vegetables um, and things of that nature. If you look at the uh, picture that I used for this particular episode, you will see uh, there are things like McDonald's and things because eating like that is equivalent to eating that kind of food and putting that kind of trash in your body. Um, So... Basically, using the food pyramid, you're packing on the carbs and you're packing on the sugar, just like big business wanted you to. Of course, the big companies pay the government to push this unhealthy diet to doctors, nutritionists, and consumers. But as my generation got older, we noticed that we had health problems in more abundance than our forefathers. It's surprising since our forefathers were forced to eat the scraps from the master's table or the leftover parts of the animal that no one wanted. Things like fatback, chitlins, lard, butter, etc. All the things the government said were bad for us. No one ever stopped to think that although we grew up on fried chicken and Crisco, sugar diabetes, hypertension, obesity, high triglycerides, and cholesterol were rarely impacted us as a people. But as we started eating more processed foods full of sugar, carbohydrates, which are more sugar, and high fructose corn syrup, our health problems began. Many of the people I grew up with and are now, like me, are now exercising like crazy and hooked on processed foods, eating low-fat, no-fat diet foods, and getting bigger and bigger. We are counting calories and paying a fortune to try to maintain our weight. If you don't believe me, check out the movie, What the Health, on Netflix. As of last week, really, before I even talked to my doctor on Monday, I already realized that I was in basically a a personal health pandemic of my own. So I started a new health journey. And I'm going to take you on it with me and share my results with you. And 
you can adopt it or adopt part of it. But one thing I will suggest that you do and strongly urge that you do is really look at the foods. Who's controlling who says that carbs are good for you or that you should eat low fat or that you should eat foods that aren't real like margarine? Um, Big companies, big business are doing that. And basically they're putting the prices down low because they want to make more money and they're taking us to the graveyard with it. Um, So last Friday, I started my low carb, high fat, low sugar diet that includes intermittent fasting. Um, Basically, I'm about 50 pounds overweight. And this is important because many African-Americans and are suffering from the same health issues. But they're counting calories. They're watching what they eat. And they're exercising like maniacs. Some have even gone as far as to get electric shock treatments and paying an arm and a leg to a plastic surgeon to build the perfect body. Of course, what some people don't realize is that you have skinny people now in the African-American community that are just as unhealthy as people who are obese for the same reason. My... my. Uh, My workout professional used to call that skinny fat. Um, But basically, it's a thin person who's got hypertension, borderline diabetic. And I tell you what, if if you haven't tested your blood glucose level, get that done. Have your doctor check your glucose level and your A1C at least once a year. What I'm finding in my research is that many people are pre-diabetic and don't even know it. I believe I may have been pre-diabetic for at least the last five, 10 years, because I've been struggling with my weight. And if you're having weight problems, trying to get it down, you're exercising like you're crazy, you've tried every diet from here to Mexico, and you're not losing weight, you should probably have your sugar checked, because that may be the culprit. Um, basically, we've got to get healthy, we've got to get informed. With that being said, this pod, this portion of the podcast objective, these episodes, these health episodes, are going to focus on being satisfied with what God gave you. I'm not going to focus on building a body. I'm not going to focus on what you look like. We're going to focus on the inside because doing, in a world where looks seem to be everything, it can be extremely hard to focus more so on your health. The looks will come. But what we want to make sure is that we're here for the long haul, that we're here for our children, that we're here for our grandchildren. Um, So I'm going to share my story with you, and many of you might be able to relate. So I grew up, I was very active, I danced, I loved to dance. Matter of fact, I thought I was going to become a professional dancer on Broadway until I met a dancer from Broadway and she told me how the average dancer lived. I was not built for that kind of poverty. Basically, she told me she was living in an apartment the size of a closet with three other people. I wasn't made for that, didn't understand that, and wanted no parts of it. So after that, I decided against that career, although I continued to dance um, and was very body conscious um, because of that. However, um, you know, back then, we were eating high-fat diets. Um, I swear my family, we probably had fried chicken three, four times a week and we cooked that stuff in Crisco. And I can tell you that no one in my house was overweight, 
Nobody had high blood pressure. Nobody was suffering from sugar diabetes. We didn't, didn't eat a lot of processed foods. So, you know, we didn't eat a lot of pastas, but we did eat our vegetables. Everything was made. Nothing came in a box. Nothing came in a bag. We didn't eat too much um, pre-frozen or flash-frozen processed meats and things like that. But we were healthy. Um, I wasn't anorexic because I could put down a lot of food and needed to consume large amounts because of the number of calories I burned every day. So, you know, I was at my smallest weight when I exited college. I weighed about 115 pounds um, at that time, which for a 5'4 girl is not very much. Um, however, my diet would consist of you know, early in the morning, I'd have pancakes, bacon, eggs, and juice for breakfast. For lunch, I might have a hamburger, fries, and a soda with chips. And dinner might be fried chicken or vegetable potatoes and or mac and cheese, soda, and a piece of cake. And then finally around midnight, I might eat a sub, chips, and bring some more soda. As you can see, I didn't have a de- dis- eating, a, an eating disorder, and I did like my flat stomach. But I didn't realize I was below weight until I came home for a physical. That's when my doctor started asking, doctor started asking me questions if I thought it was fat, and I said no, but then bragged about only having 3% body fat. That conversation changed how I ate um, and actually made it worse because, as you can see, that diet was packed with a lot of carbohydrates. Um, and that diet really didn't impact me until I got out of college when I got a job in the real world and I was sitting more. Um, I noticed that I began to gain weight, which was fine because I needed to anyway. And I actually was looking healthier. But the first place it started coming was in my belly. And that's the worst place to get it. But that's what carbs do. So I went on, didn't really start having weight problems until I had my second child. Um, That's when it became tough to take the baby weight off. I had to work out twice a day just to get my weight to come down. And I never thought it could be my diet working against me. This battle continued for the next 20 years with my weight going up and down and everything in between. Then last year, I went to the doctor and my whole body seemed to break down all at once. I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides. My sugar was high. I even had um, uh, issues with my parathyroid and had to have a parathyroidectomy, um, which also was helping to take my body way out of whack. Once that was um, settled, you know, my blood levels as far as my vitamins, most of them came back down to normal, except for (laughs) my sodium and my sugar. Um, So that was something to think about. Now, COVID. The first three months, I put on 50 pounds. And no matter what I did, the weight didn't go anywhere. I was put on the high blood pressure medication. The doctor put me on a diet to combat the cholesterol, sugar, and triglycerides. And by the way, quinoa is not a substitute for rice, despite what my doctor said. Quinoa is just as bad as rice and uh, pasta. So after doing a lot of research, it appeared to me that a high-fat, low-carb, low-sugar diet is the way to go. Or keto, um, whatever works for you. And I'll go through a simple diet that my Uncle George gave me that actually happens to be working for me. 
So I'm embarking on that journey, and basically it started last Friday, um, but I'm going to combine it with intermittent fasting, which means that I would eat no later than 8 p.m. and not eat before 12 p.m. the next day. I'm not going to worry about counting calories. I'm not going to worry about fat. Um, matter of fact, in this scenario, fat is actually my friend. Every other week, I'm going to come back and do a short podcast on what I'm doing and my results. And you can try it too. Um, just make sure you do it under the supervision of your doctor, especially if you have sugar diabetes or any type of medication like I am. By the way, I invest in a Peloton. It is the best decision I ever made. If you decide to get one, you can use my referral code, which is all caps, K-K-S-K-G-A. If you use it, you'll get $100 towards the purchase of accessories. And of course, I get it too. Um, But this is in no way a commercial for Peloton. Now, I've been eating by government standards, and I have not lost a pound. I even tried my plate. However, since working out on the Peloton, which I've been doing for the past couple months, I feel stronger, I have more energy, and I also lost inches on my body, but not a pound of weight. As a matter of fact, I gained weight. I was up to 203 pounds as of last Friday. Um, I've lost inches. I lost inches on my body. So for me, the Peloton is worth the, the investment. The badges that they have there keep me motivated to doing the workouts. And just so you know, there are plenty of other cheaper options that will get you in shape. So, you know, you may want to invest in a treadmill or a different kind of bike. I think, um, what is it, Costco has a stationary bike that I heard was pretty good. It's not a Peloton, but it's a pretty good bike and you can burn some calories. Um, However, if you are looking to lose weight, It's probably going to be more so your diet than the exercise, although the exercise is extremely important for your heart health. Now, since I started the diet that my uncle gave me last Friday, it is now one week later, and I have lost over eight pounds since last Friday. So I can tell you that for someone who is pre-diabetic or has sugar diabetes, this diet works for you. Um, basically his advice was to do a pretty much a clean keto diet. Um, basically you're not going to have any processed foods. You can eat all the veggies, meat and fish that you want. However, no bread, no pasta, rice, etc. No carbs. If it comes in a box, don't eat it. If it comes in a bag, don't eat it. No sugar whatsoever. So water is your best friend. Um, I'm also taking a multivitamin just to make sure that I'm getting all my nutrients. Um, No high fructose corn syrup. Um, If you read a label and there is an ingredient in it that ends in O-S-E, don't eat it. Those uh, ingredients that end in O-S-E are nothing more than another form of sugar. Um, Drink a minimum of eight glasses of water per day and no fruit juice even if it's the Donald Duck juice that you can eat when you have gestational diabetes, just eliminate sugar. Um, Limit your fruit intake for the same reason, the sugar. If you are going to eat fruit, if you absolutely must have fruit, stick to berries and watermelons in small quantities, maybe two times a week to start, um, because those are your lowest content um, 
your fruits with the lowest content of sugar. And then after you start losing the weight and you get close to where you want to be, then I would start playing with portions of fruit to see your tolerance for the sugar. You may want to add in maybe a little bit of bread. Um, But I want to caution you on your carbs and your sugar because what I'm learning about carbs and sugar is that they are like a drug. They're addictive. So if you eat carbs and sugar, they make you want to eat more. They make you hungry. They make you desire the food. It's almost like an addict and it is like an addiction. And quite frankly, that's what they want so that you'll keep going in and you'll buy more food and eat more. And basically we're getting bigger and bigger and more and more unhealthy. Um, So I caution you that even once you get to your goal weight, um, basically to manage your health, Um, and your sugar levels, I would try to pretty much, you know, every now and then you can have it as a treat, but not make it um, a habit. I can tell you a study was done with some children where um, there were children who were put in a room with a lot of carbohydrate type snacks, um, juice boxes, uh, chips, things of that nature. And then there was another group that had cheese and water. And I can tell you that the group that had the carbohydrates and juice ate three times more than the group that only had the cheese and water. So that's something to think. So if you want to get healthy, one of the things that you're definitely going to have to do, especially if you're pre-diabetic, is to pretty much try to eliminate those sugars. Not that you can't ever have them, but get your sugars to a manageable level at least um, probably around 80 before you begin adding a glass of wine or some juice or occasional, you know, carbohydrate, a piece of candy. And definitely make that an every now and again treat Um, because having that blood sugar managed is a very, it's a very fine line in doing that. At least that's what I'm finding by using my blood glucose meter. And that's something that you can get. My doctor gave me actually a coupon for a one touch um, glucose meter um, because my uh, health insurance, even though I'm only 0.3 points away from being diabetic, did not want to cover a glucose meter for me. Um, They don't do it until you actually get diabetes, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, But anyway, he gave me a code that gave me a discount that basically gave me the meter for free. Um, The highest thing is the the test strips. However, you can get them a lot cheaper and in bulk on Amazon. Same thing with the Lancet. So that's something to think about because the actual meter doesn't actually cost that much. Well, at any rate, Make comments, ask questions. Um, I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Um, In two weeks from now, I'll be doing another health one and updating you on how my diet and exercise routine is impacting my body and my sugar levels. So far, the results are very positive, so I'm very excited um, because my blood glucose levels are going down. Um, Pre-eating, they're at 97, which is actually within normal. However, before my blood fasting glucose was last Friday, it was 113. So um, definitely having some good results because it's still below 113. No, that's not true. Last night after I ate, it was 119. 
Um, so monitoring it, seeing how different foods and vegetables impact um, my blood glucose levels, and you might want to do the same. In the meantime, remember you are what you eat and enjoy your day.